episode 003. Slowly, we are coming to the end of our communication series. In this episode, we discuss defensiveness, its causes, various defensive reactions and solutions. We also look at intimacy and its various forms. Intro. Hey people, this is your host Daniel Duro and if this is your first time here, I'm saying welcome to the BDSML community. This is the perfect community for the broken, dating, single, married and <laughs> those that are lost in their relationships. Here we believe everyone deserves to be happy, so every episode is specially created to help improve your relationships and love life. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. My people, welcome to today's episode. I am saying a very big thank you to, once again, once again, I'm saying a very big thank you to everybody that has been listening from communication series, um, episode one and two, from round one and two. You guys are, are really awesome. You guys are the real MVP. I'm always saying thank you and I can never, just ever stop saying thank you. So thank you to everybody that has been listening. I really appreciate you guys because I cannot be recording um, voice note. I'll be, what did they call them? Okay. I cannot be recording podcast all for myself and be listening to you all by myself so without you guys there's no podcast and i I want you guys to know that i really appreciate your 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 love and support and i'm very aware that during this period data might might be a very big problem because we're not making money we're not making money there's no way we can keep buying that data and whatever results we have are just biting and digging into it so i totally understand that dilemma and i'm praying to god almighty that he keeps providing for each and every one of you um the pockets you're getting the data from would never run dry the people the magas however you get your data you keep getting it in jesus mighty name yes amen amen for everybody so and, and then again these these episodes are readily available they are always there so whenever you have this data um you just just download this episode and listen to them at your leisure time and just get a piece of paper <laughs> because definitely if you're listening to the classes you need a piece of paper to write something down yes and 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 then this prayer is really important because i know how how frustrating it could be to have a phone that does not have anything but candy crush on it no movie no nothing just just ordinary phone there without any internet connection it could be the most frustrating thing Show when you're stuck with african parents or you're stuck all by yourself like you no know, roommate no nothing just you all by yourself so yes internet we all need internet supplies and like i said before god is going to keep providing for each and every one of us and um, as a means of me saying thank you and i would be doing a giveaway uh, next week I, I said i mentioned that before this giveaway is just a way of me saying thank you to five people who have really been consistent and who have been listening to every single episode and they have been able to retain a large amount of the information they have they have gotten or at least well by chance the, the, the questions i would ask are things that they pro- probably remembered so that would happen next week after the episode and so uh, so that's so it's just a way of me saying thank you basically yeah right about now we'll be going into today's class and we'll be starting with defensiveness so let's imagine you're having a conversation with the bull and everything is going really smoothly you guys are pillow talking really really romantic time but unfortunately the bull says or does something that puts you off that gets you really defensive at that point now what happens is that your emotions will just jump into action like they will jump at attention instantly you start feeling this, a particular type of way you start getting upset and then um, you find out that your emotions are defending a particular location like just that aspect that you're that he or she has done something related to it's is being defended and the general response will be to keep that person from further penetrating that area of your life yeah so you would find yourself either doing something like changing the topic or responding with a verbal um gunfire (laughs) so you might just want to insult the person or say something bad to the person sometimes you might just want to leave the place so you just find yourself going to another place and hoping the person does not push you after you or you just might just be quiet because there's really nowhere to run to and you just stay quiet and just look so at that point you guys turn from friends to enemies everything just seems very sour and this this 
typical scenario is something that we have all been inside like it's something that we're really really conversant with i'm sure in the last three weeks in the last one month you've been defensive about something basically to defend is to protect and oppose so you're either protecting something or you're opposing someone something could be that emotion or that particular area of your life that has been attacked and when you're opposing someone usually the person who has attacked that particular hotspot yeah so that is basically to defend and since we are we are having this communication series and defensive behaviors are generally big barriers to communication so by the time a person is defensive no form of communication can happen at that point everything shuts down the person shuts down and blocks the other person out so what we're going to be looking at how can we learn more about why we get defensive because defensive behaviors are very involuntary they happen just like that so just like your emotions they are very linked together so they happen without you even being able to control it just pop out and there's really nothing that can be done about it but if you're able to understand your defensive behaviors then you can be able to um know more about yourself like i talked about in, the, in last week last week's episode and you should be able to now work on how you can communicate better with people and just tackle that defensive part of yourself yeah so let's look at reasons why we get defensive so the first one is self-esteem issues now, i'm sure you must be wondering why do i get so angry so defensive so passionate whenever somebody really close to us says or does something um to us the simple reply to that is because at that particular point your self-esteem has been threatened by that person so automatically when the person punctures or touches your emotional hotspots you're definitely going to become um, defensive because your body is going to react to it your mind your soul everything reacts to it and when i say emotional hotspots i mean so they're just like nerve emotional nerve endings that if a person should touch it oh your whole body is going to shake and you're not going to like you're going to just shut down at that point and you must know that the more extreme a person's um, reaction or defensiveness is the more that person's self-esteem has been threatened. So if you find yourself reacting or irrationally or extremely, you must know that at that point, oh, my self-esteem is on the line and I must protect it at all costs. Yes. And usually we feel justified whenever we um, get defensive or we attack people who have attacked or so we th- so we say it in our head that this person has attacked us so it's okay if i act this way and all but if you look at it deeply most times these other people might not or the person who supposedly attacked you might not have meant anything at all i'll give you a short personal story about my last defensive behavior yeah yeah so i'll share that with you i broke up with my current ex because of spiritual reasons we're not necessarily agreeing about the same thing when it came to spirituality we're always arguing about god this is an just for another time yeah so we're not really agreeing about the same things and she had to break up with me yeah so you can imagine my state of mind anything that had to do with christianity that had to do with god because we're always arguing about things of god and all of that so anything that had to do with this particular thing was a really sensitive topic to me so when anybody comes with that particular subject i'm slightly defensive naturally that's my mindset at this particular point now i put i put something on my status about how i felt about christianity about the particular issue maybe preaching and all of that i can't properly remember and then this girl comes into my dm and starts saying i should not have said this i should not have said i'm like hey my own dm again at first i'm open-minded because i want to learn i want to get her point of view but it's becoming more like an attack than an advice because I'm, I'm open to learning but when somebody leaves enters my own comfort zone i didn't go to her dm or she comes into my dm and she starts advising me on what to say and she's been all aggressive with the whole thing which reminded me of my girlfriend at that point i instantly became very defensive i was taking it calm and cool before but I instead of because there was no way for me to escape to, I think I turned into a verbal gunfire, like I mentioned before. So you, I turned into a verbal gunfire, and I said some things to her, and I told her we're never to argue about it again, unless I was going to block her, I was going to devour her. So 
this is a typical example of when my self-esteem because of the breakup thing which is as a result of past experience so most times our self-esteem is really tied to past experiences i've talked about this before so most of the things you the way you're shaped your experiences are as a result of your past too so because of this present past that had happened anything that had to do with this particular topic made me or makes me i don't know, even till now makes me really defensive so this is an example of me being defensive as a result of self-esteem issues Another reason for defensive behavior is unresolved conflicts. So when couples never resolve their conflicts, they end up feeling like um, they are not compatible. And the end product of that is that they feel like they are enemies rather than friends. And they feel like this relationship is not working anymore. So we should just better quit. And you, you should know that unresolved conflict does not necessarily mean that they never discuss these things. So sometimes they don't discuss it at all but other times they do discuss it but they never reach a solution so when you discuss uh, and then the argument is so hot you guys will just decide to just drop the entire thing not talk about it anymore and then one person withdraws from the other person so there's really no solution and you just keep piling up these these um feelings you keep piling up these emotions and automatically you become defensive so whenever something very related to this situation comes up my guy you are going to get defensive another reason why people could get defensive would be physical deprivation so if things are not going well for you or um, you've, you've been sick, you've had an accident or uh, you're hungry, any of these things, when you've been physically deprived of something, you could actually get defensive. So let me give an example. Let's say a person could walk before then has an accident and can't walk anymore. At some point, that person is going to become defense, defensive, definitely. Or if that, that person has had a bad day or things are not just going well, definitely that person going to be defensive or if the person is hungry you've seen people just lash out when they are hungry and become defensive about different things yes physical deprivation is another example why people could be defensive so i've looked at various other examples but we have looked at self-esteem as a reason why people could be defensive unresolved conflict and physical deprivation now let's look at defensive reactions so the first reaction is verbal re- um, retaliation verbal retaliation so this is like the most common one and this is us basically lashing out our, at our partners so um when somebody has um, attacked or touched our emotional hotspots we lash out at the person we go through the normal cycle which would be you protect yourself word and you oppose so you protect and you oppose you protect yourself word you oppose the person and try to ensure that that person will, <laughs> will never try that thing again so you lash out you say bad things to the person and definitely you try to scare the person never to doing this kind of thing again verbal retaliation is very common and it's very bad it could be very detrimental to relationships the next one is withdrawal and this is the next common one so at this point people the, this particular person for for some weird reasons will never say anything so we would just rather ignore avoid the confront confrontations would not say anything about the situation and would just walk away from the whole thing and usually um the person does something um professionals will call internal dialogue so this person just relieves the whole situation talks to himself about it gets and at that, as the person is talking to himself he gets really angry really upset but would not still talk about it so he has that has an internal dialogue talking to himself about the whole situation but nothing would really happen so reaction number two would be um withdrawal now the final one is speaking through children so this is very um, common in african families so when the husband and the wife should fight they end up speaking through their children so this is why you do you know what your father did today do you know what your mother did can you imagine what this person did can you and this is the most detrimental defensive reaction and this is because it does not just involve the husband or the wife it also adds the child to the whole situation putting that child in a a very uncomfortable situation so whenever you guys get married because i'm talking to young people out there whenever you guys get married ensure that you do not drag your children into your relationship problems so you do not get defensive and transfer to your child which is in some ways be used to manipulate 
the other partner. So these are like three defensive reactions. We've talked about defensiveness at, at large. Now let's look at how we can solve our defensive behaviors, how we can handle it, how we can make the best out of it. So the first thing you have to do would be to get to the root of that problem. So you need to you need to get to that emotional root of why you were defensive. The reason, the main reason for that defensive behavior. So for example, the example I gave, I talked about um, the girl that slid into my DM here. And the root of that problem was actually my breakup with my ex and based on the spirituality thing. So that was the root. That was where my defensive behavior came from. So you yourself, you need to find out whatever defensive behavior you have, it always has a root. So you need to go back in the past. Yeah, it has to go. You have to go back in the past to find out why you reacted like that. It might be your present frame of, frame of mind. Like if you're sick, if you're, you just need to find out that root of your problem. So after you have been able to discover the root of your defensive behavior, you now need to ask yourself a few questions. And these questions are quite important, so you, you might need to jot them down somewhere. So first of all, you need to ask yourself, what emotions did I feel when I responded defensively? So was I hurt? Was I angry? Was I disappointed? Did I feel shameful? You need to ask yourself that question and answer it so you, you ask yourself and you find out by um, analyzing your feelings your emotions how you actually felt about the situation the next question you need to ask is what message did my spouse's statements or your partner's statements or your friend's statement or action communicate to you so um did they did did your spouse's um, statement or action communicate that you are inadequate or that you're stupid or that you're a child or that you don't mean, mean much to him or her as a person or your ideas are unimportant? You need to know what their statements and action communicated to you. So you can see it's personal. How did you feel about it eventually? Now, the third question you need to ask is, what did my response, whether verbally or behaviorally, or yeah, like actions, um, communicate to your spouse? So did, you, did your actions make your spouse feel like they were stupid or, or they are stupid or they are not going to control you or um, you greatly dislike what they did? Your actions and behaviors or statements, what did they say to your spouse? Then finally, you need to ask yourself, what did my response reveal about me? So this is where you, a lot of reflection would have to happen. So when you're trying to settle, solve these um, defensive behaviors, you need, you need to reflect on everything. So all of these questions lead to reflection. Once you're done reflecting, the next thing you would want to do would be um, to have a level five discussion. So in the very first episode of this communication series, we talked about level five um, conversations. And at this point, this is like the highest level of communication. This is where you're totally open with the person. You tell the person how you feel. And at this um, level, remember, we want to be honest but not condemning. And we want to be open but not demanding. So we are, we are, we are going to be allowing one another to think and feel differently and um, one thing you should know that if both of you want or uh, seek to understand each other definitely you guys will understand each other like if you seek to be understood you would be understood then as clearly as possible you'd want to share with your partner insights you had or you got when you reflected so remember the questions you asked yourself you'd want to share with your partner so your partner can know where you're coming from what made you react that way what things about your past um that that is that instigated such behaviors and there's something that, that is funny at this point. When you're able to share the reasons why you're defensive, two things would basically happen from my point of view. One, you're able to communicate with this person on a different level. So this person knows you a whole lot better or it's like an extra step into knowing you. The person knows you more, one, and the person knows how to prevent you from becoming this way again. So these two things um, are achieved. The person gets to know you more and the person finds ways to prevent him or herself from um, touching those emotional hotspots. If you are the receiving end of um, a defensive behavior, so let's say your partner was the one that had that defensive behavior and he or she feels bad about what he has done and wants to apologize for the situation and first of all wants to talk about it, what you would want to do would be to listen to the person. So show the person that you're listening, you really care about this person and you know things have gone somehow but you want to understand that person. One, you would also want to keep eye contact, uh, you want to keep eye contact, don't interrupt the person. Don't, don't don't try to change the topic. Don't try to attack the person. Just let the person explain himself. So your, your partner at this point will feel more comfortable talking to you about um, this kind of situations and want to open more. 
So after all of this has been done, you would now need to, you guys will now need to come to a consensus, 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 and you tell yourself or you talk about newer behaviors, newer ways of expressing yourself that will not necessarily threaten your self-esteem. You guys will need to settle all forms of conflict, like resolve it, find solutions to every single one of them. Um, if you're the one experiencing the defensive behavior, you'd want to suggest to your spouse what you think will help in future future similar situations. And this way, that that's why some people say, ah, he, he, the, the guy has to just discover how to handle me. That is not true. You need to be able to teach somebody how to manage you. So when you're in a particular situation that got you defensive, how does this person react to it next time? One, how does this person even prevent this whole thing from happening? So you would, at this, after all of these things have happened, you'll find out that you guys are learning to build each other's self-esteem by accepting each other's feelings and trying to learn new ways of relating to each other. So the, the more deeply you feel that your spouse is with you, that he believes in you, that he values you, the less defensive you'll be eventually. So I've been able to look at what defensiveness is and how to um, settle our defensive behaviors, how to handle defensive situations. So we'll be going to the final part of today's episode. And the main topic here is intimacy. So we'll be discussing intimacy. And I'll be leaving a whole lot in this particular um this particular section of intimacy because i would need you to go and get the book yourself and read about intimacy in depth so the title of the book is now you're speaking my language by gary chapman let me repeat now you are speaking my language by gary chapman and if you're able to read it because my explanations can only go so far but the book has a large amount of information that you don't want to miss out on so i advise you get the book and you read as much as you can and i am assuring you that you're going to gain a whole lot but but then i'll, I'll just give a general overview of what intimacy is now in the second or the first episode i'm not quite sure right now i just give a definition of intimacy which was the openness and closeness you feel towards someone i think i got them from my dictionary now you must know that Intimacy is not um, sameness. So when you say you're intimate with somebody, it does not mean you guys eventually would become the same. It does not necessarily mean um, becoming identical. So being close to somebody would not necessarily mean you become identical to that person. And it does not mean that um, you lose your individuality. So people are usually scared that ah, if I become close to this person, become intimate, you would now not be able to do the things you used to do before. No, that is not what being intimate means. It means that, yes, you guys might be close, but your your uniqueness and your separateness, your individuality still remains the same. So you guys are still able to communicate even when you guys are totally different. You guys are similar, but you're totally different. But that does not really affect how you guys roll together let me let me put it like that so intimacy does not being intimate with somebody or being in a relationship does not necessarily mean that your entire life has to go away and you just have to now change everything and become an entirely new person no it's intimacy would mean you keeping everything you have and being able to merge it with another person and you guys being one I think that is the best definition I can give for intimacy. So every other thing, all your personality, everything stands. You find somebody else, you merge it together. You guys know your similarities and differences because similarities and differences are the things that make intimacy work. What makes you guys the same? So what what characteristics do you guys share um, in common? Then your differences, because we talked about differences last episode. So these differences plus your similarities, both of them looked at, combined together are what makes intimacy really, really um, interesting because if this other person is not different, then there's no exploration in the relationship. There's nothing to look forward to, nothing exciting. And so intimacy thrives on your similarities and your differences. Yeah, so don't, don't be scared. Don't think that because you're getting into a relationship with a person, you need to change how you are. No, to be intimate with someone, you still keep what makes you different. Drive on what makes you similar. Combine everything together and everything will still go out well. Remember I said in the last time that opposite sides attract so yes your differences would make your partner definitely like you and when you guys have similarities you guys will gel perfectly now um intimacy is also allowing your partner be himself or herself so if you're trying you're intimate and you're not allowing your partner to think differently to behave differently then nah that is really bad so it should not be seen as effort to um conform your spouse 
to your ideals and thinking so you must not, never try to force your partner to be like you because what's the use of dating somebody that is exactly like you you nobody would ever want to date somebody that is like himself or herself so allow your partner to be able to think differently in the process of intimacy that is what makes everything really special and um yeah so turning a person um to be like yourself is not necessarily the purpose of intimacy similarities and differences are what really count now selfishness is something that now comes in between intimacy so selfishness is like the uh, what that, the act the arch the arch enemy of intimacy so when people start thinking of themselves alone just their personal desires what they want for themselves and not necessarily the other person when love is taken out of the relationship the intimacy at that point is broken our words behaviors and actions will start making us feel very guilty ashamed and fearful to be transparent so in intimacy the purpose is to be transparent to be open to your partner so when selfishness comes into that relationship transparency is not possible again this is when you'll be scared of the person knowing some things about you and you would not want to necessarily now share things anymore so you guys that's when you start discovering you guys start hiding little things because when you're transparent it means to be found out you're totally transparent this person knows everything and <clears throat> when you, you become found out there's tendency for you to become judged and then condemned. So when you when your insecurities start playing out and you don't want this other person to know something so that you don't get judged, don't get hurt, and transparency is breached at that point, then intimacy cannot happen. So people will definitely stop revealing because they fear the anger of the other person or the reactional behavior of the other person. And that is the point where intimacy starts going down you you guys will not necessarily share and after a long period of time um um, there's really no connection or communication between you guys anymore for us to fully understand what intimacy is we have to look at the various types of intimacy so there are four of them we have emotional intimacy intellectual intimacy sexual intimacy and um, spiritual intimacy now because i want you guys to read out with I'll be going over just two of them, emotional and sexual. I'll leave out intellectual and um, spiritual. And all of these things, they happen in like a stepway or one must be fulfilled before another one can be fulfilled. So emotional and intellectual intimacy, they go together before you can even get to sexual intimacy. So you would need to definitely read about it. So this is like an assignment, my first assignment to you guys read deeply about intimacy get the book read about intimacy and i'm sure it's going to change your relationships and it's going to change every single thing or the way you you see things but let's talk about the um, two of them emotional intimacy so emotional intimacy is the deep sense of being connected to your partner yeah it is like feeling loved respected and appreciated while at the same time you're trying to um how will I put it? You're trying to reciprocate all of these things. So you feel loved, you feel respected and appreciated and you're trying to just return it back to your partner. That is emotional intimacy. And um, it's like having a positive regard for your partner. That is like the summary of emotional intimacy. There are like three emotional needs that need to be fulfilled. The first one is the need to feel loved, the need to feel respected and the need to feel appreciated. Now, when any of these things are missing, Emotional intimacy isn't there anymore. So that's why you, you hear some girls say, he does not respect me anymore. Or even guys, I think guys use that word, my girlfriend does not respect me anymore. Girls will say, this person does not appreciate me anymore. Girls will also say, this I don't feel love that this person is. Although boys do say it, but at least more common with the girls. So you can say that you're not having emotional intimacy at that point. So for we, we, we could look at each of them one by one love let's look at the need to feel loved so under love um there's something there's something called love languages now gary chapman wrote a book on love language so there are five love languages and for you to need to feel loved um your love languages has to be your love language <laughs> sorry your love language has to be spoken to you yes now there are five of them the first one is words of affirmation the second one is giving gifts the third one is acts of service the fourth one is quality time and the final one is physical touch so every single person has one special love language that 
corresponds to him or her yeah and most times you will not find two people in the same relationship having the same love language it is not impossible but you rarely find two people having their primary love language being the same and most times when we speak our love languages the one that your own love language is what you usually speak to your partner instead of speaking um your partner's love language now i'll be talking about love languages in depth next week that is how we'll be closing our communication series so you get to find out what your love language is next week and what your partner's love language is next week so you can know how to talk to your partner to speak yours to you while you speak your partner's own to him or her so heads up I, I, over time i've gotten to discover that my love languages are physical touch and um acts of service so those two are like on top for me other ones well with time but those two are like um top physical touch number one i need to be touched <laughs> and acts of service i need i like it when people do things for me yes so you get to find out to yours next week so by the time you're able to speak your um your partner's love language to him or i definitely that person will feel loved over time so the more you do it the more you speak that language to that person the more the person feels loved and the more this particular need that's the need to feel loved is fulfilled the next need is respect and next this one is really really easy to understand respect everybody wants to be respected so uh, looking at it in depth respect in the relationship means that you acknowledge that this person is a creature of extreme what you acknowledge the worth of this person when you don't see your partner as having any word of value, then you definitely would never respect that person. Everybody in any relationship needs to be respected. Now, is you telling yourself or your partner that I will not look at you, I will not look down on you, I will not look down um, on your judgments, on your intellect, on your logic, I will not look down on how you think. I would seek to understand you and I will grant you the freedom to think differently from the way I think and um express your emotions in ways that i might not even express it so you're giving this person freedom to think and to feel and at that point you're basically respecting the person once the person can be himself around you without you judging that person then there's full respect and at this point when people when people express the way they think you would not want to necessarily put them down so if let's give an example let's say your partner expresses something you don't necessarily agree with we've talked about this before you guys don't necessarily need to agree on everything it's not even possible that you guys will agree on everything and remember do not ignore keep quiet but there are ways to disagree respectfully so you could say things like oh if the person says something you don't agree with, oh this is an interesting way i would never have seen or looked at this situation like this i might not necessarily agree but i get where you're coming from you need to make the other person know that he's or what the person is saying is not it's not totally stupid and or even if it might be you might just want to ex- disagree with this person because you don't agree with the person's views but you have to do it respectfully so so everybody needs respect and um, and it is an emotional need so once your partner feels respected emotional intimacy is being built at that point so yes it's, you guys don't need to agree but then again you don't need to disagree re- disrespectfully you have to do it respectfully and you have to give your, your partner the ability to think differently. Now, the final emotional need is appreciation and everybody loves to be appreciated. There's no one person that would not like his or her efforts to be appreciated. So, appreciation is when you're able to recognize the value of your spouse's contribution to your relationship. So, when, you're, when your spouse is doing something really nice to make the relationship work, please appreciate that person. Show that person that you see what the person is doing and you really, really value it, no matter how small. You also should um, recognize the person's efforts and um, appreciate their efforts. You appreciate, like I said, the little things. Appreciate those little things, those little efforts the person makes. Please appreciate it. It's not only efforts you need to rec- um, appreciate. You also need to appreciate um, the person's ability. So if your, if your partner can sing, if your partner can dance, if your partner can draw, paint, if your partner is business mind, whatever it is, look at your partner's ability and appreciate the person. So no not everybody nobody is entirely bad you can pick out one or two ab- abilities in your partner and just appreciate the person for it it's which is going to definitely go a long way um and, and like for example in my from a previous relationship whenever my girlfriend told me she appreciated the way i was my personality my abilities the efforts i made i swear to god i always wanted to do more so appreciate your partner today if you haven't just post go to whatsapp go to whatever platform call your partner and just think about but before you do that think about your partner's abilities personalities um efforts all the things the person has been doing and just call the person and say baby 
appreciate you. I appreciate everything you're doing. And I respect you 100%. Just do this one thing and you see how next one week, how your relationship will get better or how there will be an extra feeling of love between both of you. Emotional intimacy would be built at that point. So you, like for example, you need to appreciate your um, partner's personality, like I said. So if your partner is um, a positive person or your partner likes to plan ahead and make sure everything goes up, just appreciate that person for whatever he or she is doing. Yep. So we'll be going to the next um, next form of intimacy so I, I skipped intellectual intimacy after emotional you need to go to intellectual and this has to do with how the person works now this part is really important because it has to also do with differences in vocations and thinking so if your partner is a lawyer you you're this how do you handle that kind of situation what do you do when you're in a different field from your partner this is something people face every time so when you do not necessarily understand what your partner is doing what do you do that is why you have to get the book to read it now you're speaking my language by gary chapman so if emotional and intellectual intimacy are not there in the relationship please you cannot expect sex to happen no sex in this relationship nobody is doing anything today because you would need this person to feel intimate with you um, emotionally and intellectually you know especially for women this works basically for women so guys if your woman is not um feeling you she's not feeling like she's emotionally connected and she's intellectually connected with you the sex is not going to happen and even if it happens it's not going to be 100 percent. the bitch would have loved to do it so sexual intimacy haha <laughs> i would like to talk about this one mm, i like to talk about this one so let's start sex was made for three reasons the first one is reproduction that's number one the ultimate reason why sex was made god give us sex so that we could reproduce and feel the earth one the second one is companionship so yeah sex was made for companionship for you to enjoy the, the companionship of the other person usually male and female and the final reason why god made sex was because of pleasure it has to be sweet sex is sweet and that is why you enjoy it because it is sweet disclaimer i am not in the right position to talk to you about sex because we young people are not supposed to have sex till we get married so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and talk to you about sex. We might have another session where I invite somebody that is qualified enough to talk to us about this this thing. So till then, we'll talk about it in depth. But right now, let me just give you one or two things. Yeah. So um, we must realize that sexual intimacy is not automatic. It does not just happen just because you guys are in a relationship. You, the, the sex will be amazing. No, just the way we grow with our emotional intimacy, the way you do these things over time and you get to grow, is the same way sexual intimacy would also have to grow. So sexual intimacy is not on, um, is not automatic. You need to walk the process, you know? You need to take it bit by bit and learn how the other person functions. It does not just happen over time. Now, um, there, there are differences between men and women when it comes to sexual intimacy. So these differences could be like stumbling blocks to us achieving sexual intimacy. Let's, let's discuss these differences. The first one is um, sexual need. So what do I mean by sexual need? Basically, a man has a physical sexual need while a woman's sexual need is usually emotional based so when i mean physical men naturally would just want to release they just want to have an orgasm like that is how god created us we want to remove something from our body but not necessarily the, the female so for a man everything is just physical for him sex is physical for place physical everything is basically physical but for women our beautiful ladies are more emotional creatures so for you to be able to achieve sexual intimacy with a woman you need to talk to her mind you need to get her to be uh, to be on the same emotional intellectual level with you you need to do a whole lot of these things it's not really the physical thing for them but it's more of the emotional thing so when you're able to connect to a woman emotionally she's going to give you all you want sexually well for me hey, just remove your clothes women just remove your clothes women were already everything's at attention and that is basically how god created us so if you're able to know that well these men they're basically just physical people while we were emotional um you would know how to handle a man and once a man knows that to get a woman to be sexually intimate with you you just need to be emotional we had you need to talk to those really soft spots then yes you emotional um sexual intimacy is achievable by doing these things the second difference that could be a stumbling block is um 
arousal pattern. So men are aroused by sight, like I said before. So when a man should just ordinarily seeing something, sometimes we don't even know why we get aroused with men. So and we start asking ourselves, what did you even see that we're already getting? Yeah, so men are more are aroused by their sight. Yeah, that's why ladies in general have to look good for men. But for women now, um, tender touches, uh, kind words to her, doing things for her, these things are the ones that will get them aroused. Like saying really nice things to her. What Women are connected to words, to emotions. So if you want to, um, the arousal pattern for women is different from, from men. Men, all they need to do is to see something to get aroused. But women, it goes a whole long way. So men, you need to know the differences. You need to know that these differences are there and you cannot just expect a woman to just see you. What was on your body that she wants to be getting excited about? It will not just happen. You need to do some extra things different from how you yourself you feel like that is how it should be. So men take note to not feel like women should respond to you just because they see you know. You need to touch them tenderly. You need to say kind words to them. You need to appreciate them. You need to do things for them to get them aroused enough to have sex with you. Um, sexual response is another difference that could be a stumbling block. And men are <laughs> men are usually fast and explosive. And when I say men are fast explosive, that's why men would generally just come faster than women. And everything, they will just, when they, they've already seen it, they're already on attention, they do it, shop, 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 shop. five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, everything has finished. And that is men. But that five, 10 minutes is when a woman is just gradually getting there. So women are slow and lasting. And I like that word. I like slow and lasting. So women take their time. It builds up, builds up, builds up to get to the point where they are really, really ready to have have, have that sex. Meanwhile, men are <laughs> already finishing. So you can see that these are differences in sexual intimacy and and having sexual fulfillment. So while men are rushing the whole thing, knowing that they themselves they are, they are fast and explosive, men still rush the whole process instead of taking their time. Women are there being lasting and longing. So eventually you find out that the men are done and the women are just starting which is a very big problem in a lot of relationships. I'm sure many of you have experienced these things. So men, you need to switch the way to at least meet up with a woman. Women cannot really change the way they are. So men, we need to do... That is why foreplay is there. You need to do a lot of foreplay. You need to do a lot of things to get to the point where you can at least manage that last and longing feeling of women. Yep. So now I've talked about... These are like basic differences, stumbling block. How then can we... Um, and I, I decided to just take it really fast. If we go into depth, this is a whole long lot of things. I think we would have a separate section where we talk about the sexual things. Yep, we'll call different experts in these fields to talk about them with us. Now, let's see how we can create um, sexual oneness, yeah? There are like four four things that could be done to create sexual oneness or sexual intimacy. And the first one is commitment. What, what, do, you mean, what do I mean by commitment? So if... As a guy, you're or a woman, you're committed to ensuring that this other person gets sexual fulfillment. If both of you are both committed to your sexual fulfillment, trust me, it's gonna be a beautiful process. It's gonna happen so beautifully. Because once both of you know that we need this other person needs to get that fulfillment and pleasure, then you guys work towards like I said before, it's an is a process. It does not just happen. And and I also realized that one person spending time with one person is actually more amazing than just doing with different different people because you never get that sexual fulfillment you want i've tested i've tried and i know so sexual fulfillment comes by spending time with one person and exploring with that one person so by the time you explore with that one person and you're committed to ensuring that this one person gets enough fulfillment trust me both of you would um will get to that point so you explore your bodies well you um know what works for this person you guys share your sexual experiences the more you share the more you know and the more you're able to get to that point so commitment is actually really important in achieving sexual intimacy or sexual oneness next one is communication without communication if you guys do not communicate effectively there's nothing that would really happen so you would need to um um communicate effectively when you want to achieve sexual intimacy and there's something you must know for guys really for guys even for some ladies communication is actually above performance it does not mean performance is bad or yeah so you have to have your skills all of that you have to have those things but then again especially when you're dealing with women you have to communicate with them i like what gary said gary said that communication starts 12 hours before sex really happens let me explain that so just imagine 
let's say by 12 o'clock and sex is supposed to happen by eight so let's say it's it's in the morning till that till the time you guys were supposed to have sex everything is not going well you guys are having arguments fights by the time you the expected time to have sex by that eight o'clock it's not going to happen because communication was not effective you guys not communicate you guys not really talk you guys spent time arguing when it's time especially the women i told you these people operate with emotions and not. but if our emotions are not in the right places sex is not going to happen it's not going to be as exciting as, as it will be she will not be as giving as she's supposed to be so communication is quite important yes you are good in bed with all of those things but ensure that you communicate with your partner very well throughout the whole process <laughs> please don't just do it because you want to have sex it's something that should be done every time so communication is really key to achieving sexual intimacy then love love is the next um aspect to achieving sexual oneness and as you all know you need to love this person you need to have this person's interest at heart when the person knows that you really care about them the whole sexual process is another level so whenever we have random sex with different random people we know that this person does not necessarily love us so it's just a hit and run thing just sharp 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 no intimacy is built because there's really no love and that's why you realize that when sex is done in the place of love it's really more nicer more interesting more everything than when it is so random and love is not involved so please like I said, sex should be done in the confines of marriage, and that is where love would truly stay. Yeah, and I'm actually teaching this to young people because you you definitely get to that point. So love is actually very important in having sexual intimacy, and finally, um, privacy. And that's why you find people would want to lock doors when they want to have sex. Why? Because we want privacy when we want to have sex. Yeah, so when you love this person, privacy is number one. You do not want somebody watching. <laughs> no 10% here, please. <laughs> 10% is when you... You don't want to know. So, no, the privacy is really important. And when privacy is breached or when you guys don't have the privacy you want, you find yourself being frustrated. So, I, I got the gist from somebody recently that um, they were together, they were supposed to have sex and all, but somebody was there disturbing and one party got angry that is basically a typical scenario so when there's no private for married people now when your children are always disturbing neighbors are knocking when you do not you you're going to get frustrated sexual intimacy would never be built so privacy is really important and ensure that you guys find privacy to explore sexually so we have gotten to the end of today's episode 48 minutes jesus is a long time because this should be the longest um episode we have had but at least we have talked about everything so in this episode we looked at defensiveness the causes of defensiveness all defensive reactions that people could exhibit and we looked at in depth how to solve the problem of defensiveness the questions you should ask you should ask how you should act afterwards we looked at all of that we also looked at int- what intimacy is and uh, we looked at emotional intimacy and sexual intimacy differences between men and women sexually all of those things were things we looked at in this episode which um had to be explained in details next week we'll be looking at love languages you need to know what your love language is you need to know what your partner's love language is so that is what we'll be doing next week and uh, so yeah we've come to the end of today's episode and this is a wrap we're slowly getting to the end of communication series by next week we'll be done with the communication series then we move to another series um next week is also the giveaway week if you've gotten to this point right now you need to listen to all the episodes again please ensure you listen to them again to be able to participate fully in this giveaway because i could give questions from anywhere top five people like i said before will be rewarded yes uh so that is all for today's episode and as usual the normal thing now I, I promise a song so yes i have a song for today and the title of the song is maybe i don't know by john bellion now i love this song it, it it resonates with me because most times the things i do i really don't know how they will turn out i don't know a lot of things i miss a lot of people i don't call them i don't know why i act that way and the song makes me realize that yes we might not know but it's 
but maybe it's okay not to know it's okay to be uncertain about a lot of things in your life uncertainty is fine and myself <laughs> funny enough myself and a friend of mine her name is praise praise og she, she i saw it on her Saturday. i was like oh wow this is a song i'm going to post today and we got to connect we got to share why we like the song and i think the reasons why we like the song are, are, are very very much alike so i would like you guys to listen to this song maybe i don't know by john bellion ladies and gentlemen i'll speak to you next week bye wonder why I get paranoid when I'm high I wonder why I say yes to everyone in my life I wonder why I can't run that fast in my dreams I wonder why I feel short when I know my money's tall I wonder why I miss everyone and I still don't call I wonder why I can't run that fast in my dreams If I knew tomorrow, I guess I wouldn't need faith I guess if I never fell, I guess I wouldn't need grace I guess if I knew his plans, I guess he wouldn't be gone, gone, gone So maybe I don't know Maybe I don't know Maybe I don't know Okay. I wonder why I feel emptiness and I sing these blues I wonder why I feel hopelessness when I watch the news I wonder why I can't find my voice in my dreams I wonder why they say hate your brother and hide your gold I wonder why we all fear the things that we might not know I wonder why I can't find my voice in my dreams If I knew tomorrow, I guess I wouldn't need faith I guess if I never fell, I guess I wouldn't need grace I guess if I knew his plans, I guess he wouldn't be gone, gone, gone So maybe I don't know